Hey guys, it's Sim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on Monday, February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day. We're here for the wrestling wrap up. It's a handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. Right now we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stories to talk about of things that happened over the weekend and whatnot. We got a lot of things. We got Roxy going to WWE. Nick Wayne going to AEW. What's up with Ali and how much time does he have left in WWE? Why is Ali or Elias wearing some Macho Man inspired gear and so much more? But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below to donate and get your questions read live on the air. Or you can donate Twitch bits into the live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription or with Amazon Prime. Because remember, remember, if you have Amazon Prime, whether that's Amazon Prime Gaming or Amazon Prime Shopping... No, Amazon Prime Video or Amazon Prime Shopping, Shipping, whatever you want to call it. Get a free subscription on Twitch. Take that Amazon Prime account. Take that Twitch account. Link them together. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. You've got a Prime Gaming account. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things. Free games. I think there's like eight free games up right now. You get free stuff for existing games like Madden, Grand Theft Auto Online, Valorant, Fall Guys, and more. But the one thing that never changes is that you get one free subscription any twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and i'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here pro wrestling unlimited on the flip side if you're watching over on youtube you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or like jack dawson with a super sticker donation really do appreciate that my guy all super chats do get read live on the air also remember you can subscribe to the channel by hitting that join button down below and becoming a channel member as a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can get all of that, but more directly support us at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're going over there to get a brand new game like Rainbow Six Extraction or Sifu, which is getting some cool accessibility updates. If maybe you watched people play Sifu and you said, oh, that looks too hard for me. Well, don't fret, because they're adding some, some new modes to the game. They're adding an easy mode. They're also adding an extreme mode to make it even harder. So if you were skeptical, if you were like, hmm, I've watched some, some streamers stream Sifu, but I'm not 100% sure if I'd be any good at it. Well, they're adding an easy mode. Maybe that's more your tea. So maybe think about going over there to the Epic Game Store, getting Sifu. They didn't say when the easy mode's going to come out, but it's coming out soon. Whether you're getting a brand new game over there, you're claiming one of the free games, or you're on your PlayStation, Xbox, phone, yes, phone, or Nintendo Switch playing Fortnite, you need to get some V-Bucks, you'll be asked for Epic Creator Code. And if you do use Epic Creator Code PWUnlimited at checkout, you will be supporting us right here. It doesn't cost you anything extra. They take a little chunk out of what you're paying them for whatever you're buying and purchasing, and we get a little kickback for sending you to them with our code. Again, use code PWUnlimited at checkout. I know on the computer, it's going to say it on the left-hand side. Do you have a creator code? On uh, Fortnite, 
whether you're in game on your computer, PC, your so your computer, PlayStation, or so forth, when you're in the actual store menu before you purchase anything, very bottom it'll say do you have a creator code. But with that, we've got a lot of news to get into. Actually, I do got to pull up one last thing that I wanted to hit on. Let's pop this over here really quick. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. A quick hit. And then I need to pull up. Other thing, um, let's go here. Um, boop, 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 Got it. All right, we're good. So, um, in the live chat, Mr. Bang, you says, Tim, you see the Battle Strikers game for Switch. Think, but I'm not 100% sure. Let me double check this. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. Mario Strikers Battle League, the, the soccer game. Is that what you're talking about? If you're talking about uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, then yes. If it's something different, maybe I haven't seen that. But with that, we got our first news story here today talking about how former. ROH Women's World Champion Roxy is headed to WWE. This was first reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, where they state that uh, Dave Meltzer reports that Roxy took part in a WWE cha- uh, tryout camp recently. The second, um, this is the second time she's done so, and she was offered a deal. Roxy was also part of the camp back in 2021, December. And she also actually was spotted on NXT last week. The former women's champion was spotted sitting in the crowd during last Tuesday's NXT 2.0 on Sci-Fi, which all indicated that she's coming in, that either she's about to sign or that she's already signed. But according to Dave Meltzer, he does state that Roxy has been offered a deal by WWE. And then he reiterated later that same night, because he first reported that February 11th, which was Friday. And later that night on his podcast, he reiterated, yeah, basically she has signed already. So this will be interesting to see how they use her. She's going to be coming in, I would assume, to NXT. Why have her there sitting in the crowd for NXT if she's not going to be on NXT? I think she's great, but I don't think she's mover to the main roster great. Roxy is only 20 years old, so they got a lot of time with her as well if she does decide to stick around past this one first, first contract. But... Roxy, at 20 years old, has already been wrestling for seven years. She started training at the age of 13 before going over to Booker T's Reality of Wrestling in Houston at the age of 16. Coming out of Reality of Wrestling, there was some buzz around her name because she was impressing on the shows that Booker T's company runs. But then she really got big praise when she started appearing for Ring of Honor and then eventually won the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. She won that in September and held it all the way to January before dropping it to Deanna Perrazzo on an episode of Impact Wrestling. Now, like we stated, Roxy has been on WWE's radar for a while now. She's participated in two, excuse me. She's participated in 
two different um, tryouts. And I was told back in December after that last tryout that it was almost a mission of theirs to make sure they signed her. They were like, no, she's good. She's a standout. She's somebody we want. She's young. She's got a look. We need her. That's what I was told. We need her. She's exactly what they're looking for. Right now, WWE isn't really going hard on wrestlers, pro wrestlers, people from the indies and other companies. It's maybe 90-10. We want college athletes and other kinds of athletes, 90%. 10% will take a look at other wrestlers. So she's one of those 10% that will take a look and possibly sign other wrestlers. Because they want a lot of athletes, quote, athletes, that they can mold and model into what they think a WWE superstar and a professional wrestler should be. But she's somebody that they think is good enough already. Yeah, she's young and they're going to try to remold her. But maybe she's already so good since she's been doing this for seven years that she can't be changed or remolded. So we'll see how it goes. She hasn't been announced by WWE. We don't know if she's got a start date or when they want to start her. But her being spotted last week in the crowd at NXT... Basically, is a good indication of, yeah, she's probably already signed. So as we move forward onto our next story, I talk about, well, Mustafa Ali. If you guys don't remember, back on January 16th, Mustafa Ali went public about wanting his release from WWE. He stated that he had things he wanted to say and things he wanted to do, but couldn't do so while being in WWE. Uh, he would be denied said release, according to a report from Fightful, and would have to, well, possibly just wait out the remainder of his contract. Now, according to Ali, we may know exactly how long his contract actually has. Ali sent out a tweet on Saturday that simply stated, I'll see you all, I'll see you all in like two and a half years. That is what his message said on Saturday, which led many to believe that maybe that means he's got two and a half years left on his WWE contract. If he's got two and a half years left on his WWE contract, then roughly he could not get out of WWE till summer of 2024. And that is if no time gets added onto his deal for anything, whether that his is him getting hurt and not being able to work or him now trying to sit and wait out his contract. Because as of right now, from what we have heard, they're not calling him to TV. They're letting him stay home. That would not be a time-adding offense. Now, if they told him we need you at SmackDown on this day and he just doesn't show and continues to not show, that's breach of contract. They can add that time to his contract. But if they're not calling him saying, all right, you got travel for this date on this date and this date, da 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 that's different. That's not on him. So if, if this is an indication of how much time he still has left on his deal, two and a half years, that's roughly summer 2024, which really, really, really sucks for Ollie. Especially, especially if they don't use him and just let him sit home. I mean, some people may go, why would he, why would he complain? Two and a half years of sitting at home and getting paid to do nothing? Damn. Yeah, but when you're creatively stimulated to want to do things and can't, 
money's not always, and I don't know anybody else's motivations and what keeps them going and not going in this and that, but money may not be everything to everybody. You may think, thinking whatever is downside guarantee, a couple hundred thousand a year, sit home. Boy, that's an easy gig. But maybe he's not happy with that. We do know that there were some people that wanted to work with him within the Royal Rumble and was like, hey, I want to do this and this with Ali. And Ali sent out a tweet like the day before or the day of or something. I can't remember exactly when. He was like, I don't care about the Rumble. I want my release. And I'm like, damn. Damn. Um, I am getting an interesting message here. Check this as we keep going on. But with Ali, basically... Uh, okay, we got that's really nothing but something. I'll have to keep an eye on that. But with Ali, it sucks. Two and a half years he may still have left on his deal. And I don't know, he wouldn't tweet that saying again, quote, I'll see you all. I'll see you all in like two and a half years. That's basically him saying, Yep, I got two and a half years left on my deal. Which really, really, really blows for one Mustafa Ali. As we shift gears to something that's upsetting for one, another thing could be pretty interesting for others, and that is AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, or the Owen Cup, whatever they're calling this. They haven't, I think they've called it the Owen Cup, but they haven't said officially 100%. Because I know some of some in the company have tweeted out hashtag Owen Cup, but then today they tweeted out hashtag Owen Hart Foundation Men's and Women's Tournament. So speaking on that, we do now know or possibly know, because it still hasn't been 100% stated, but we do possibly know when the Owen Hart Foundation tournament in AEW will begin. AEW sent out the following tweet, and let's see if I can pull it up this time, because remember Friday we had issues with stuff not wanting to pull up properly. Oh, I think it's going to work, ladies and gentlemen. AEW sent out this tweet. Happy Valentine's Day. AEW returns to Long Island and the UBS Arena Wednesday, May 11th for a live AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage taping featuring opening round matches of the hashtag Owen Hart Foundation Men's and Women's Tournament on sale this Friday, February 18th, 10 a.m. Eastern. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. They had stated previously that the Owen Tournament was to conclude at Double or Nothing. Now, when is Double or Nothing 2020? Double or Nothing 2022. I don't know if we have an exact date on that yet. That date has not been announced, but it is May. So for them to state that opening rounds of the Owen tournament start on May 11th. If I pull up a calendar, that is a Wednesday. Say... Double or Nothing is Saturday the 28th. May 28th. That only actually gives them three weeks to get to the finals, which may be enough. But if I if I do some fancy stuff here for a second, let's go finals. Week one, two. They could maybe do eight man, eight woman tournaments, but that would be cutting it close. That would mean a lot of tournament play on television and not a lot of room for non-tournament matchup storylines and stuff to flush out. So I think maybe they go the route of 
four. You do three rounds. You do... No, that would be... Yeah, four men, four women. And that can give you some time. You do like... Um, let's see. You do... You go four, 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 four. Finals, double or nothing. Double or nothing finals. And you can do... Two matches on a dynamite on the 11th. One man, one woman. One man, one woman rampage. And on the 18th, you do the same thing. One man, one woman's. You then do your semifinals on the 25th. There you go. So that's how I would do it if you're only giving yourself three weeks. I would do a four man tournament, four man, four women, because you have two tournaments. You can do two tournament matches a show. We'll see how it goes, but. The Owen will be kicking off, as they stated, Wednesday, May 11th, from the UBS Arena in Long Island, New York. Now, speaking of, I guess you could say, Hall of Fame-worthy people, everyone always says, Owen's Hall of Fame-worthy, but Owen is never going to go in the WWE Hall of Fame. We do know another another man going into the newly newly minted Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Today, Ring of Honor did tweet out that Samoa Joe will be going in to the Hall of Fame. It was already revealed that Brian Danielson will be going into the Hall of Fame. I can't remember who they said. Um, who was? Let me know in the chat, guys. I didn't write this down. Who was the first? Was Danielson was the second name announced. Joe was the third. But Ring of Honor did state the following, and I quote, Ring of Honor is proud to welcome Samoa Joe, the most dominant ROH world champion in history, into the inaugural class of the ROH Hall of Fame. From the first time he stepped into an ROH ring in 2002, Joe proved to be an intimidating force whose hard-hitting offense, intensity, and relentlessness made him one of the sport's most dangerous competitors. The Samoan submission machine is arguably the most pro- Proficient American pro wrestler in the art of strong style, a form of pro wrestling popularized in Japan that emphasizes in strikes and submissions. In just his 10th match in ROH, Joe captured the ROH title in March of 2003. Two months later, Joe officially uh, elevated the championship to world title status when he successfully defended it in London, marking the first time the championship had been defended outside of the United States. Joe went on to hold the ROH World Championship for a record 645 days and making 31 successful successful title defenses. It's not only the longest reign in ROH history, but at the time, it was the longest world title reign in any U.S.-based pro wrestling company in 15 years. During Joe's historic reign, he and CM Punk engaged in an epic trilogy of matches that that have become legendary. The rest, uh, they wrestled. They wrestled twice to sixty-minute draws before Joe won their final meeting. Six months after losing the ROH World Title, Joe won the ROH Pure Championship. After leaving Ring of Honor in two thousand and seven, Joe won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship by defeating Kurt Angle. Joe returned to ROH in twenty fifteen for a series of matches before heading to WWE, where he became the first two-time NXT Champion. And I do want to thank 
DW, DMWXOXO in the Twitch chat. So the Briscoes were the first inductees. That's right. The Briscoes. So it's the Briscoes, Brian Danielson, and Samoa Joe, who have so far been announced for the, uh, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. I don't know if any other names are going to be announced. They have not stated how many people will be in the inaugural class. Um, also, Ring of uh, announced by Ring of Honor, a career retrospective of Samoa Joe will air on this week's ROH Weekly Ring of Honor Wrestling Program, followed by a YouTube special focus on Monday. The Hall of Fame episode will air on TV next month, Saturday, March 5th. So congratulations to Samoa Joe as he is going into the inaugural class in the, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And I would say go five. Go five inductees. Also add CM Punk into this. Also add maybe a homicide or something. I think homicide somebody who could really, you know, who really did wonders for Ring of Honor early on. So if you're going to add somebody else in here, I say CM Punk has to be in there. And I think homicide. If maybe you're doing five and you don't want to do homicide, I can see an argument for low key, but at the same time, I can see an argument not doing low key. So, I mean, there's names. There's names you could do for sure. I know a lot of people have been throwing out the name Nigel McGinnis. And some have said, yes, Nigel is Ring of Honor Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe not first round, but maybe next year. Let me know you guys who you think should go into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Cincinnati says, what about Austin Aries? No. Austin Aries, to me, I don't associate Austin Aries with Ring of Honor really at all. I, re I really don't. I know he was in Ring of Honor for a while. What was it, 2004 to 2007? And then he had brief stints from 7 to 10, something like that. But I just, whenever I think of Austin Aries, I never once think of his run in Ring of Honor. Yes, he's a two-time, I think, what, a two-time world champion? And again, awesome. But I never think of Austin Aries when I think of Ring of Honor. When someone says the word, they go, so uh, people have played this game with me before. They do word association. They say WWE, and they give me like an era. They say TNA, and they say name wrestlers, go. Whenever someone says Ring of Honor to me, first thing I say is, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Danielson, Nigel McGinnis. Those are the first names that always pop up to me. And then they're like, give me some more. And I'll sit there and I'll think. And I've never once said Austin Aries. Ever. Ever. Austin Aries says, what about Red Dragon? Not first ballot, but yes, I would put them in as one of the greatest tag teams, just like the Young Bucks. I wouldn't put them in first ballot, but I would go for second or third year for sure. Uh, Fonzie and Gabriel. Both say Christopher Daniels. Fonzie also says AJ Styles. Yes, AJ will eventually go into that Hall of Fame. But again, I don't think AJ was the big game changer for Ring of Honor. Guys like Joe Danielson, the Briscoes, and maybe like a McGinnis or Punk were. Because at that time of Ring of Honor, when he was doing Ring of Honor, he was more known for his run in TNA. Not to diminish anything AJ Styles did in Ring of Honor, but at that same time, he was making his name in TNA, which was his more more his bigger focus at the time. So yes, AJ, eventually Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, 100%. Second year, for sure. First year, you can do it, 
but I think there's someone more. I think, honestly, if they do four or five, and you've only, say they do four and you got one slot left, I would rather them do Nigel McGinnis over AJ Styles. But as we move on, again, congratulations does go out to Samoa Joe, and we will keep you guys updated as far as who else could be going into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Again, they did state to the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, I guess you say you could say induction ceremony, or the Hall of Fame episode of Ring of Honor Television. It's slated to be airing Sunday, March 5th. But now we got a little interesting thing to talk about. And I guess you can say this Hall of Fame, but it's really not Hall of Fame. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just pull this up on the screen. So we haven't seen Mr. Elias in a while. Oh, Elias Sampson. Guitar playing, crowd raising. Don't cut me off, Elias. There had been rumors that Vince McMahon really wanted to change up Elias's look and possibly have him wear some Macho Man Randy Savage-inspired gear. Well, this image was posted today for WWE 2K22 with Elias wearing some, well, Macho-inspired gear, Macho Man-inspired gear that we have never seen him in before. Could this have been that gear that Vince wanted him to wear, they took promo photos for, and never debuted on television. This is an interesting one. And he's got the cuffs or the, the wristbands here. He's got the, just the, the, the uh, what would you call those? Not, oh, not tights. I guess kind of tights, but not long tights. Because usually you see Elias, he's wearing pants. Sometimes he has no shirt on. Sometimes he's got the tank top on when he wrestles. But he's never in stuff like this. Could this have been the change that they wanted to make to Elias that never made it to television, but somehow is making it into the video game? We don't really have much context on this, so this is just a quick hit thing. But yeah. Very, very interesting here when it comes to Elias and what could have possibly been and what could still be if they do go this route of this look for Elias. So as we move on, we got to talk about, well, this weekend in the Elimination Chamber. Coming up this Saturday is the WWE Elimination Chamber event for um, <clears throat> from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. With that, we do know of a number of matches. And coming out of SmackDown, not only do we get a new match announced, but we've got some changes made to another match. So first off, we already knew that we were getting Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Well, that match has been updated to Falls Count Anywhere. It means Falls Count Anywhere, weapons are allowed. So that match is going to be interesting. Drew teased using the sword, but oof, using the sword in Saudi Arabia? Ugh, I don't know about that one. Also, we do know of a tag team match taking place where Ronda Rousey and Naomi will be teaming up to take on the team of Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. So that should be an interesting match. A very very interesting matches. Both of those matches were officially announced coming out of SmackDown this past Friday. Again, McIntyre versus Moss, false count anywhere. And Ronda and Naomi against Flair and DeVille. But when we talk about this pay-per-view, we also got to talk about the betting odds. Now, we still don't have betting odds for the women's chamber match, and that is because not all competitors are announced. Hopefully, they announced the sixth competitor tonight on Raw and not just 
make us wait till the pay-per-view. But I thought we'd do a quick hit of the betting odds right now. False count anywhere, McIntyre versus Moss. Drew McIntyre is favored in a minus 300 to defeat Madcap Moss at a plus 225. Put the Raw Women's Championship on the line. Excuse me. Becky Lynch will be defending against Lita, where Becky Lynch is heavily favored and a minus 1,600 to defeat Lita and retain the title at a plus 700. With the Universal Championship on the line, Roman Reigns will be defending against Goldberg. Reigns is favored at a minus 1,000 to retain over Goldberg at a plus 550. And the Chamber match, the Men's Chamber for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defending against Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Riddle, Austin Theory, and AJ Styles. As of right now, there's finally a clear favorite, and that's Brock Lesnar. Brock is favored at a minus 200 to walk out the new WWE champion. Bobby Lashley is sitting at a plus 350. Seth Rollins a plus 600. AJ Styles a plus 700. A Riddle a plus 1600. And Austin Theory a plus 5,000. Those are the current betting odds. For the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, again, we don't have betting odds for the Women's Chamber match because most betting odds sites, well, all betting odds sites, actually, I've checked three different ones, the three major ones, uh, Bet Online, 88 Sport, and um, SkyBet. None of them have the Women's match. and I, I, I believe that is because they're waiting to find out who that sixth competitor is. Now, we got some unfortunate news when it comes to one Kylie Ray. Unfortunately, Kylie Ray was injured this past Friday night in a fatal four-way match for West Coast Pro Wrestling. She took on uh, Masa Slamovich, Nicole Savoy, and Rachel Ellering. So, Nick actually attended the show live. He sent me a match, or, or I asked him, how's the show? And his response was, pretty good. Kylie got hurt, I think. Powerbomb sounded like it was the back of her head. <clears throat> he said, I think it was real, or she did a really good acting job. Homegirl got dropped. That's what Nick stated. Well, Kylie Ray, the next day, she was supposed to work the um, NWA event. She ended up tweeting out the following, saying that she did get hurt. Thank you for the kind messages. Took a pretty nasty bump last night and suffered a concussion. Unfortunately, I won't be cleared to perform at NWA and Zello Wrestling this weekend. Wishing you all a great show. I'll be there in spirit. Have fun and be safe. So again, according to Nick, who was there live in attendance, he said she took a powerbomb and it was a loud thud, basically. She got dropped right on her head and it did cause Kylie Ray to suffer a concussion. We don't know the severity of said concussion. But we do hope that she has a speedy recovery and can return to the ring rather quickly. But again, it's a concussion. You never, never know. And you never want to take it lightly. Even though you might be feeling better after a couple of days or a couple of weeks, still want to get that checked out and make sure that a doctor clears you. Because if you think you're okay and go, eh, I'm feeling fine, then you get another concussion on top of still being technically concussed. That ain't good. So hopefully Kylie Ray does get better soon and that all is well with her and this concussion. But finally, our final news story of the day, I talk about a young man called, well, Nick Wayne, who is blowing up on the indie scene right now, second generation wrestler. And well, he's now technically signed to Ring uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, 
but with some caveats because he's only 16 years old. This past weekend for Defy Wrestling, Christopher Daniels successfully defended the Defy Championship against Nick Wayne in the main event of the show. Now, Nick Wayne nor his mother knew what was coming next. They knew that the former Isaiah Swerve Scott was in attendance to possibly set up a match. Well, actually, they did to set up a match with Nick Wayne that would main event the next Defy show. But what they didn't know was that Darby Allen, Seattle's own Darby Allen, was also there. Darby Allen would come down to the ring and actually present Nick Wayne an AEW contract. Now, according to Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer, there are some caveats on Nick Wayne's AEW contract. Alvarez did state that, yes, he has gotten and signed an AEW contract, but because he is 16, the caveats are that he first must finish high school. Then, when he turns 18, his AEW contract will transition into a full-time contract, making him a full-time wrestler on the AEW roster. He's still allowed to go out and do all of his indie stuff that he's been doing for the past year or so. But that's really cool. Nick Wayne has been signed by AEW, but again, with a caveat though, because he's only 16. You must finish high school, and you must turn 18 before you can become a full-timer. Super cool, super cool. Super cool. The son of Buddy Wayne, who was well regarded as an amazing wrestler, but more a fantastic trainer in the Northwest. I've never seen Buddy Wayne live myself, but I know a lot of his accomplishments. I've heard about him from many people here in California that have worked with him in the past and that have also trained with him as well. I know he trained uh, Brian Alvarez and Big Vinny V. He trained, um, I, I know he did some training of Darby. I don't know if all of Darby's training was done through Buddy Wayne. Uh, Jack Evans was trained by Buddy Wayne. And now we got Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne has been making appearances for Defy, Black Label Pro, 5CC, GCW, and more. He's taken on the likes of Joey Janela, Blake Christian, Jack Cartwheel, Lee Moriarty, Christopher Daniels, and now next month, he's going to fight Shane Strickland, the former Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is amazing. This is great. This is awesome to see Tony Khan do this. And it's smart because the name Nick Wayne has now is only going to continue to grow on the indies and he's only going to get better. So you lock him up now and say, all right, in two years, you're full-time with us. Go out there, get better, finish school, turn 18, and then come and be full-time. I think this is amazing. This is awesome. And it is smart recruiting by Tony Khan. You can't officially sign him to a full-time contract because he's not 18. <clears throat> but you lock him into the company. So congratulations to Nick Wayne, who has been just Killing it. He also worked that show Friday night that Nick was at for West Coast Pro Wrestling. So, yeah. Oh, no, I think... Mm, give me two seconds. I think he worked that show. Let me double check that. Um... Let me double check, double check, double check. Also, West Coast Pro Wrestling's next show, they got some... Big names coming in. West Coast Pro Wrestling. 
But um, let's see, Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne. Yes, Nick Wayne was at the West Coast Pro Wrestling Show on Friday. So it's cool to see he's out here. He's traveling. He's putting in the work. He's not just going, eh, my dad's buddy Wayne. He's trained a lot of the guys that you guys love today. I'll just get what I get. No, he's out there grinding. He's out there grinding. Again, working for promotions like West Coast Pro Wrestling, Defy, main eventing Defy shows. Black Label Pro, 5CC, Game Changer, and more. Unfortunately, he was not allowed to be on the GCW pay-per-view, though. The world on GCW. Because in the state of New York, you got to be 18. Work pro wrestling shows. And he's only 16. But again, congratulations. Does go out to Nick Wayne, who has officially technically signed with All Elite Wrestling. And this kid's just going to end up getting better. I mean, I saw him a year ago. And he already looks better. As far as like physique-wise, you can tell that from 15 to 16, he put on muscle. He's already like six foot two. He's going to keep growing and get bigger, taller, gain more muscle. And his skill set's just going to keep growing as well. So this is somebody I encourage everybody to go out and take a look at. They got matches of his on YouTube and stuff you can see. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But let's wrap things up here. As we wrap things up, tonight was Monday Night Raw on Sci-Fi. Remember, 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 on Sci-Fi. We do know of four things so far announced for the show. Brock will be on the show ahead of his Elimination Chamber match. Lita will be on the show ahead of her Raw Women's title match this weekend. We got the uh, RK Broga party. And the U.S. title will be on the line when Damian Priest defends against AJ Styles. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. We'll be live tonight for Monday Night Raw talking about that show. Remember, on Sci-Fi, not the USA Network. And I will be live tomorrow night for NXT 2.0 on Sci-Fi because it's Vengeance Day. And I said all the big shows for NXT, I will do a live review. So tomorrow, we will be reviewing Vengeance Day as well, which is also airing on Sci-Fi. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday if you are watching here on a Monday. And I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys.